Welcome to the Million Dollar Body Podcast with your host, Nate Palmer. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Body Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Palmer. Today, I've got the honor of being joined by the fabulous Christina Pirenboom, founder of Pound Rockout Workout, right? Yes, sir. That's what I do. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you're up to right now, Christina? Um, yeah, right now, uh, the last like couple years since exiting Pound as co-founder, I have been making it my life's mission to share all of the crazy, wild morsels of goodness I learned in my 10 years there. So I've been coaching other entrepreneurs who are hoping to get venture capital or who are working on pitching and scaling their companies. Um, and I also had the privilege of helping Channing Tatum launch his Magic Mike live show in Las Vegas. So that was pretty wild. And I spent the last year, oops, I just lost my headphones. Spent the last minute recovering my headphones. I spent the last year in San Francisco um, working on a couple of tech-based products. And now I'm back in Southern California. So. Ta-da! I'm not a hologram. I'm real. <laughs> That's awesome. So can can we get right into it and just give the people what they want? Christina, For sure. How much do you bench? Oh my god, Nate, this is pretty bad. I actually haven't lifted like an actual weight in probably twelve years. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. Well, it's been really good talking to you. We're gonna get I've... going. <laughs> See you later. Do you even lift, bro? No, but yeah, that's true. So what is what does exercise kind of look like in your life? As someone who who co-founded a a hot, hot exercise class, I know you've you've done a lot of training, like prior to your training entrepreneurs, you've been actually doing the personal training side of things. Yeah. What's fitness look like in your life currently? Um, fitness for me has changed a lot over the last decade. Um right now my fitness has a very simple mantra of if it feels good do it so most days that's either dancing or pilates for me um i've integrated some kettlebells and i really love the bosu ball and like different sizes of exercise balls so i would say like three days of heavy dancing like salsa dancing or house dancing which is super crazy cardio Mm -hmm. that's and it's really fun um, and, and Pilates and maybe sometimes begrudgingly yoga for a good stretch, but I'm like kind of a namaste curmudgeon, if you would say, so not I, I would not have said, but that is quite a <laughs> sentence. Yeah. Namaste produces many middle fingers from me. So I feel that not my fave, <laughs> but I do it sometimes. I really think that namaste curmudgeon could be a really great shirt. <laughs> You get on that and I'll, and I'll help sell them. Perfect. Okay. That's you. Our first joint venture done. (laughs) I was hoping to get at least three out of this conversation. Okay. Well, I think we're only like two minutes in, so I think it's doable. (laughs) So can I ask you, um, going back a ways, I'd like to hear a little bit about just what, like, what was the, the idea behind the pound class? Mm -hmm. What started you off in that vein? And, and how, and what happened? Okay. Um, taking it, taking it back. Um, so can you, I think, can you, I'm sorry. Can you tell us a little bit about what pound is for people who don't know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pound is a 45 minute group fitness class based on drumming. 
So it's now, actually when I left in 2016, I think there were about 1.5 million people a week taking class all over the world. Um, and I think now the instructor base is up to 20,000 instructors. So you can pretty much find it anywhere you go. Um, it's an infomercial, it is a DVD series, two DVD series, and was a show on the shopping channel for a while. So And they got, they got a shout out on This Is Us, which is. Yeah, yeah. That was a really cool placement. So yeah, that's what Pound is. It's, uh, it brings the music world uh, and marries it with fitness and makes fitness as fun as rocking out. And it's still going strong, thanks to my awesome co-founder who steers the ship now. So I don't have anything to do with it anymore, but I love taking class from time to time and keeping an eye on it from far away. <laughs> cool. Um, so, the actual way that it started was, like you said, I was kind of in the training world before. And before that, my whole life, I've been a dancer and kind of got into choreography. But my underpinning is science and my passion is music. So those things were kind of brewing, you know, brewing as the scaffolding behind the scenes. And then kind of like during college, during more of competitive dance, I kind of got this weird body image thing where all of a sudden I realized what I looked like and before like I grew up such a tomboy and I didn't really understand like what I looked like like I didn't have a sense of my own body image and one day because of dance I realized like oh no like I need to stay in shape like I look people can see me a certain way my weight means something to other people mm. and so then that kind of tweaked me a little bit and I started going to the gym for the, the purpose of looking a certain way. And for a couple of years, that kind of sucked me into this, like, I don't want to say vanity cycle, but it just wasn't a happy place like where I am now with, with how I work out and how I feel about my body. Um, but the one thing I did realize that took me away from that was practicing drums. So, and I'd realized that after practicing drums, I, I was sweaty as fuck. <laughs> and I like had this free feeling in my mind of like, wow, I'm not thinking about why I'm doing this. This is music. It's just the thing that like attracts me. Whoops, headphones gone. So, um, I realized then that if maybe I invented a heavy stick, that would change the physics of the arm motion and turn it into Pilates, essentially, where the periphery is causing the core to be knocked off balance and everything is contracting to kind of keep you on your feet. So that's where the science, the music, and kind of physiology and everything converged. And I was like, oh man, maybe fitness can actually be as fun as rocking out if I distract myself and make fitness into music. That's so dope. Yeah. So that was, that was the, like, that was in 2009 when I was okay. squatting over a drum kit. <laughs> and and like, you graduated hmm. college in 2008. Is that right? I did not graduate college. Okay. I dropped out to start pound. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yeah. That is so cool though. So what's your favorite type of drum to play? Do you play the John Bay or do you play like the traditional? I play everything? all different kinds of kits. I'll play the djembe or like conga, congas or different types of percussion, but I really like, um, I have a Roland, <laughs> like uh, I call it a fake kit, but it's the kit that you can play in smaller places. Okay. And um, a DW regular 
kit too. Okay. That's awesome. It's so cool yeah. that you were able to marry like the three, your three passions into one, into one exercise regimen. Yeah. Yeah. It was so freeing for me because from that day out, I looked forward to fitness and it, I reframed it as something that just, it sounded good. It felt good. It connected me to my favorite music and it just, I don't know, it took away the whole obsessive gym feeling that mm. I think a lot of people suffer from. Yeah. I think also a lot of people go to the gym and think, oh, I have to be here. I have to squat. I have to run on a treadmill, whatever that it looks like for, for like based on their background. Yeah. So, I mean, are you a type of person who loves exercising? I do. Like I love, I love moving my body. It's just the best feeling, but I hate the, the actual gym. Okay. I also haven't been in a gym other than for pound stuff for a decade. <laughs> wow. I yeah. feel like a lot of people resonate with that though. A lot of people don't like going to the gym. It's not fun for them. Yeah. And I think for some people it really is fun too. Like I know people who adore the gym and it's their context and they step in and it empowers them. But for me, it's just, I think because it had that negative association mm. for me, it just felt like a torture chamber and something like you said, like I have to do this rather than I want to do this. Yeah, exactly. Kind of what you were talking about before with like, if I don't really want to be on the phone with someone, then why, why do I need to include them like, yeah. in my contacts, right? Exactly. But a lot of times we don't consider that we do have the choice to reevaluate at that point where you're like, hmm, I'm not enjoying this. Do I still have to do it? Sometimes the answer is yes, but other times you can create a new path or a new option for yourself. Totally. Mm -hmm. So, but do you think that, okay, do you think that we have to exercise? Would you say like on a global scale that you have to exercise? True or false? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, or, or move your body in some form or fashion. Now, are you talking about like rigorous exercise or are you talking about like conversation pace cardio every day? I don't necessarily, I'm not, I'm not even putting limits on anything. I'm just saying if you want to, if you want to have your best life, should you exercise or no? Oh yes, for sure. Okay. I, so I totally agree. I'm hundred percent on board with that. But I think a lot of people think, okay, I should exercise equals gym that equals treadmill. Right. Right. But I love what you said earlier about sometimes I dance and I go and I sweat it out there. Sometimes I play the drums. Sometimes I begrudgingly go to yoga <laughs> doing, doing stuff that's not necessarily like traditional gym based exercise, but still getting your movement. in. Right. I think that's phenomenal. And I do think like streamlining and aligning exercises like Pilates, they do give your body like framework, the permission to go out and hike and skateboard and do things that really require strength and alignment. So like in that sense, I think exercise, traditional exercise is really important. But for me, because I've been doing that for so long, now I can go out and do whatever the fuck I want. Because like you're, you're able, right? Yeah, I'm able. I always have a sense of homeostasis. Like even if I haven't worked out for a while, my body mm -hmm. is ready to absorb whatever shit that I want to throw at it. Totally. Because like you can't really do, like you can't go live your best life if you're, if you're unable to walk up five flights of stairs, for example. Exactly. Mm -hmm. you know? But like someone like you who stays ready, doesn't get ready. You can go on a paddleboard. You can go hike a glacier, I would assume. You can go do all these cool I things. I did. I did that. Did you? Where? Yeah. I did it a 
couple of months ago in Colombia. There's a glacier near the equator. Oh, awesome. Called, called Santa Isabel, and it's a really 15,000-foot glacier. That's fantastic. And Where, hiked it without training. Because <laughs> why not? Because you're already ready. Yeah, it was awesome. That's awesome. I love Colombia. That's one of my, that's my favorite place in the world. Really? Oh my god, me too. My boyfriend is Colombian, so I'm I'm there quite often. Okay. What what where where do you generally spend your time and where is that that glacier off, away from? Uh the glacier time? is near Pereira, which is more central, but um I'm usually in Bogota and we'll go visiting like Cartagena or Medellin from time awesome. to time. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you, like, what do you think, what's one area of your life or business, Christina, that's been amplified by your, your fitness habit, you know, over the last decade or longer that you've been exercising and moving? Mm, good, good question. I think for me, it's twofold. It's, it's confidence and creativity. Mm. I find that exercise puts me in kind of this meditative, like alpha state where I can kind of allow ideas to come in or I really like to write poetry so like different slogans or poems or marketing ideas or like aha moments will happen when I'm hiking or running or skating so I've found that that has been kind of the through line that has elevated a lot of my my creativity and my ideas and confidence I think when I'm consistent with moving my body and kind of getting a little endorphin rush, but also knowing that I've allocated time to treat myself correctly. I just find myself walking into the most stressful or, or high demand situations with my shoulders back saying like, okay, I got this shit. Like I'm treating myself right. I'm not neglecting my needs. I'm showing up each day as the best me that I possibly can. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. that, what, you, what you just said there is so awesome. I really like that. Thanks. Um, I think, and I think both ideas are so important, especially for an entrepreneur, someone like you. Yeah. You can't, you can't do the things you need to be doing, wear all these different hats of like copywriting and going to sales meetings and, and networking and things like that. If you're not creative and confident both. Right. Yeah. It's, and I think we like exercise is something that I, I think is celebrated a little bit more as, it's celebrated as an obligation, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting, but like, grind. uh huh. but things like, like music or things like other pleasure, pleasurable things that we have in our lives, like dance, music, exercise, these things aren't seen as like essential, but I really think they are more important than anything. Like even art, art, music, dance, fitness, these things are all kind of seen as peripheral, like mm -hmm. extras, cherries on top, but I think they're the, the bottom of the pyramid. They're foundational. Yeah, totally. Um, going back to what you said about the alpha state, can you, yeah. can you expound a little bit on that? Because I think that's a really important idea. Oh, yeah. Um, alpha brainwaves are kind of uh, the meat and bones of meditation. And <laughs> for people like me who... Uh, I don't know if I'm just like 50% asshole, but I just have a hard time subscribing to <laughs> like, I know I probably should, but I just am not, I have a hard time getting into anything that sounds new age, even if it has benefits to me. Like I asshole. Yes, I know. 
Just um, a little cynical, maybe. Yeah, I'm a little cynical, and I just I get a little overwhelmed by like things that aren't empirically proven. I know there's mm-hmm. a ton out there that's that is way beyond definition of science, but I just I like to stick to more of like a okay, like I'm gonna test this out. I'll experiment on it myself. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, I'm not gonna attribute it to like anything that it's not. Sure. So for me, like knowing that exercise and music too, like playing drums produces an alpha wave state in your brain. So you can get these, you know, that calm, quiet, meditative, scientific state from exercise and music. So it's a a wonderful place to be without having to go necessarily sit and do the namaste. Yeah. I also feel like, like, I, I feel like I have all my aha moments when I'm, when I'm working out, you know, when I'm totally focused in on this, like one, like easy physical task in front of me. It's right. It's right. It's not hard to think yeah. about how to pick up a weight and then put it back down. Right. So I, if all my attention is focused there, then all my subconscious can be running in the background, answering these questions that I have. Yeah. It's like exercise gets you out of your own way. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> yeah. It kind of occupies you, like occupies different parts of you that might normally be mobilized to put your own foot in your mouth or whatever the fuck else you might be doing to sabotage yourself. and Or pick up yep. your phone and scroll Instagram or some shit like that. Exactly. Things yeah. that distract us from yeah. actually solving our problems. True. Yeah. I guess it is a way that we get some consistent, dedicated time to one task because mm-hmm. we don't really get like even when you're working now, you're just constantly ping, ping, ping. Yeah. Coming in from the outside. You're like, okay, leave me alone. And especially someone like you, because you don't have necessarily like one task. You're not like analyzing this one sheet all day, right? You're doing this. You're meeting this person. You're having this conversation. Yeah. You're answering this email. There's so many distractions. So it's hard, it's hard in our current lives to have that one hour just dedicated to like blinders mm-hmm. on one thing, right? Yeah. And I also realize a lot of times we don't get to output a lot anymore. I realize we're all kind of like huddled up deflecting or responding or reacting. Mm, and, I, yeah. and like, I really love outputting stuff, whether it's writing or, or about, like when you say output, do you mean creating? Like I mean, creating, like okay. letting things come out, whether it's a conversation or any kind of creativity, writing, whatever it is. But I realize fitness and like focusing when you're either at the gym or you're dancing or running it's something that you are generating self-generating and sustaining and you're not necessarily in that reactive response mode that i think is kind of become our homeostasis which is a shame i know to be reactionary <laughs> all the time is so stressful it totally you're constantly like in this like Perry, like, oh, am I going to take a shot? Like, oh, like, who's texting me now, you know? Yeah, yeah. So generating, it's a good good state to be in. Yeah, and you generate, you output a ton of stuff. I know I've, I've been following your poetry you've been out for a long time. I love your writing. The, the article that you just released on, was it Medium, about talking about your texting? Oh, yeah, yeah. 27 ways you didn't know texting is fucking up your life. Yeah, unbelievable. I'll put a link to the bottom of uh, the bottom of this uh, the podcast so people can check that okay. out. But the, like, I just love the way you write and communicate. It's just so, it just feels so raw and authentic. Thanks. You definitely don't pull any punches. <laughs> Thank you. How, how many hours a day do you spend like creating and outputting stuff? Um, geez. Including maybe like including your fitness, including drumming, including. Okay. Your- including all the, all of the things. Um, I shit. That's a, that's a lot of hours. 
every morning I wake up and I probably do about two hours of just creative writing, like whatever happens to be coming out. Um, and fitness, I usually spend like 30 minutes to an hour each day. Um, but if I am working on an article or I'm working on like a deck or heavier creative writing materials, it'll be eight or nine, 10 hours a day. Wow. That's amazing. I wonder, yeah. I wonder how many other people can say they spend 10 plus hours a day creating and outputting. I don't know. But when I don't do it, I feel like a sack of dicks. So it makes <laughs> me feel good. <laughs> I've never heard that phrase before, but I'm going to repeat it. And I may or may not give you credit. Okay. You just don't use it around your daughter. <laughs> uh, she's, I mean, she's only six months. She can okay. handle it. Okay. <laughs> In that case, maybe her first phrase will be sack of dicks. Of dicks. <laughs> Then you better give me credit. <laughs> okay. Done deal. Deal. So, um, so kind of going back to what we talked, what you were talking about with the confidence and creativity. Yeah. How do you feel like bringing confidence and creativity into your life, like using fitness as a vehicle, mm -hmm. was able to help you amplify some of the business and life stuff you were doing that, that necessarily didn't necessarily have to do with fitness? Mm, okay. Um, maybe like you mean in my most recent projects or dealing with like other entrepreneurs? Yeah. Like how, how does walk, like you said, walking into a room with your shoulders back being like, I can handle this shit. How does that help you? Like, how has that helped you in your like recent, recent ventures? Oh, well, yeah, this is actually, I'll go a little bit deeper because like not many people know, know how hard the transition from pound has been for me. Um, I left because it had been almost a decade and I was turning into kind of like a talking head that was repeating the same script again and again and again. And, you know, like starting a company when you're 20 years old and kind of being stuck with it in a really elevated version of it. What well, is just something that I think most people would be like, okay, I had my run. I love it. It's amazing. It lives in the world. And now I'm going to like see what else, see who I am. Cause I didn't really know who I was anymore. I was just kind of like this thing who would talk about like, this is what I do, but I don't know who I am. So it was time. However, like, I feel like I had kind of like child actor syndrome <laughs> where I'm like typecast into this role and, and everything that was in me, like music, writing, creativity, science, those things are what helped me build this. However, all the world sees is like fitness celebrity doing like great things. And so it's been actually really hard for me to legitimately use like the science the business acumen and get acknowledged and and use that moving forward like people would just look at me and be like oh you did like a fitness class and I'm like or no like let's person. look at let's look at the numbers here like I'm a business person so it's actually been like I've had to hustle and like I thought foolishly like dumbass I foolishly thought it would be really easy for me to like okay I'm here like who wants me now like hell no it has not been that way I've had to really even more so than before like step up like stepping up in San Francisco and saying like my shoulders are back here's what I've done in this realm however this is cross-modal and like I can tackle this shit and scale any kind of company now. And also I'm curious as fuck. So what I don't know, I will figure out. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And you, and you feel like, you know, having the ability to, to walk into a room and just be like, 
like and have the confidence to be like, this is who I am. This is what I've done. Here are my numbers. Like, let's go has been integral in your transitional success. Totally. Totally. And I think kind of tying back to the whole like fitness helping me and helping me feel confident. I think like the creativity of, of pound, like the actual creative nexus and like knowing that I was open to that idea because I saw a gap in the fitness world and I felt that gap because of what my body had been experiencing. Mm. That's kind of like how I've really been able to take that benefit of fitness and push it into the business world. It's like, I felt that with my body. I saw what was missing. I was able to like use, use that knowledge, fill in the blanks. And now I can apply it to different fields. So like, so like the fact that you were able to be like, okay, here's what I'm experiencing. Here's where I want to be. Here's what that bridge looks like for yourself with your body and fitness. Now you can be like, okay, here's, here's your business. Here's what you want it to look like. Here's what the bridge needs to be All like. Right. You just be able to kind of take that, the whole concept and transition it to different arenas. Right. Exactly. Like so the, cool. the bridge, the mm-hmm. bridge. Mm-hmm. That is, that's really awesome. Thanks. Um, if you, if you didn't mind, I, I remember reading a, a really interesting story about you approaching Richard Branson. <laughs> yes, I certainly did. <laughs> could, I, could I maybe hear that firsthand? Yes, definitely. Um, this was, I think it was back in 2009. Yes. And at the time I was living in my car in Los Angeles, I had just moved, um, moved from Tucson, Arizona, which you know, compared to Los Angeles is quite inexpensive. So About the same, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so moving to the big city, uh, I ran out of money really, really quickly. And also uh, starting Pound, like I was initially putting any extra money that I had into creating little prototype sticks and paying for spaces to to teach sample classes where no one would come. So I'd end up just having to like pay, <laughs> pay, for people to come take class. So that last that was lasting a little longer than I had anticipated. However, the people that were taking those initial classes were really loving them. So I was like, shit, I've got something. I love this. It feels so good. People need to experience this. It's so great. I was the only one that thought that at that time. <laughs> but um, so I would I had my ripsticks in my bag usually and I would kind of phallically throw them at people occasionally. Like, hey, look at my sticks. Obviously. Didn't always get the best reaction. <laughs> Can't understand but why. I was at a, I was at a bar um, watching World Cup because soccer was the one thing kind of tiding me over during those hard times, little recreation. Occasionally I could get a guy to buy me a drink or two, which was nice. So I was like, okay, go into the bar. And um, sure enough, like at the booth next to me, I see a ton of people and everybody are like pointing and talking and like, oh my God, is that Richard Branson? Totally is. He's been one of my large life inspirations for a while. I'm like, shit, like I really should just go over there and tell him about Pound. So I strolled over to his booth and was like, hey, 
Um, I know younger you would have probably done something like this and all I need is 30 seconds to kind of tell you about this insane but fabulous idea I have. It's called Pound and it's the world's first workout where you don't work out, you rock out. And here are these drumsticks that are called ripsticks, drumsticks to get you ripped. He's like, wow, it's really clever. Hey, do you have an EPK? And I was like, ah, uh, yeah, well, no. What is that? <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll give you my email. Like, all right. So he gave me his email and uh, then he left in this huge fanfare and paparazzi were outside waiting for him. And I was just like, holy shit. And I got, I got home, got home, emailed him and said, thank you. Here's a, here's my deck, which was just a bag of dicks as well. It was like, I had no graphic design experience and just like, I think my computer was broken. So <laughs> and he emailed me back right away and said, Hey, this is great. Um, I own one of the largest gym chains in the world called Virgin Athletic, which turns out it's huge in like England and South Africa, all over the place. So he's like, I'm going to patch you in and loop you through to the head of fitness and you guys can take it from here. I'm like, Sounds great. Mind blown. What, were you, what did you feel at that moment when you got that email back from him? I thought it was just a bounce back email. Yeah. Like Mailer Damon or whatever it is. Yeah. I was like, oh, Richard Branson email bounce. And I was like, Richard Branson? Hi, Christina. Like, what? Are you talking to me? Were you just like, just giddy? Oh, yeah. I, I was giddy. I was so giddy. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Hey, I know that the younger you would have done the same thing. I just need 30 seconds real quick. Yeah. I like that you didn't even know. ask. You just rolled right into it. Oh, I know. And his son was hitting on me too at, at the time. So I think that might have helped. Praise the Lord. <laughs> that, that is unbelievable. Yeah. It was, now I look back and I now would never have the balls. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I would, maybe it's because I don't feel as passionate about anything that I do now as I did about pound because that thing was just propelling me to like do stupid shit and somehow made me immune to getting rejected like oh can you imagine like a drumming workout before anybody's heard of it like how stupid it sounded <laughs> people were know. like girlfriend <laughs> you're a moron apparently apparently not though yeah I was going to say, but you, you, it sounds like you have a, a gigantic set of lady balls. Oh, my God. You something like that off. Oh, they were like swinging. I think they've, <laughs> they've since retracted, but, <laughs> but they were like wrecking lady balls. They were just like, boom, boom, boom. Like, just like, geez. Yeah. So, I mean, what would you tell someone like, okay, so someone like me or another entrepreneur walks into a bar and like, there's our idol. There's our icon. The person we've like looked up to you, person who's like the, like gonna could make or break our success. What would you tell that person to do? Oh my God. I would say humor. If there's, if there's some way you can break the sound barrier with some kind of humor, I don't think I was funny that day, but if someone was approaching me now, and like wanted advice, some kind of humor and just like, yo, I know this is whack. Like 
sorry for coming up to you, but like something that just kind of acknowledges like, yo, this is weird, but this is how we all got our start. Like, don't be a dick, you know? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's good advice. Yeah. A little bit self-deprecating. Yeah. Hey, being a huge asshole right now, but. Yeah. The, the worst thing I think would be to, to be too formal or just not be self-aware and just mm. be rigid. If somebody came up to me and like scooted over and was like, yo, I'm struggling, but <laughs> I've got But I'm passionate. Like, yeah. I would say, okay, like, let's talk. That's cool. Yeah. So in, in, the, in the kind of advice arena, if you could go back in time to 2009 and give yourself maybe one piece of business advice and one piece of health or fitness advice, Ooh. what would those be? What would you tell, what would you tell? 10 year, 10 year ago, Christina. Ooh, fitness wise, I would tell her, make sure you stretch. <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice. Yeah. Cause I, I used to do like, I mean, for example, I would be sitting in the office for 12 hours each day with no exercise because the company was requiring so much leg work rather than leg day kind of work. Mm. And then I would do film a DVD or I would film a press segment or I would do a tr an eight hour training out of nowhere. And then I'd get on a 14 hour flight to Australia with no stretching and doing that shit for years and years and years with no stretching or cool down. Like it took me a long time to kind of re come. Oh, I'm getting like sunny. I thought you were just, I thought you were just kind of emanating. Oh. Light. It's yeah. The voice of God coming through. The more no. you talk, the more like the brighter you got. It's like, wow, your energy is insane right now. I wasn't even looking at <laughs> I've been looking at you, Nate. Um, but yeah, so I would say, uh, you know, honor your body with a good cool down and a stretch if you're doing high caliber or ballistic or just unheard of stupid stuff to your body. Fair enough. And business advice, I would say... Um, even in your most desperate days, always embrace your no. Like the power of no is bigger than the power of yes. Mm, tell me about that. Tell me about the power um, of no. I think like some of the things that I'm proudest of and any of the time that I'm, I'm not, or I feel like something went away that I didn't want it to is when I didn't like firmly put my foot down and say no to like, hmm. whether it was partnerships that just didn't feel quite 100% yes, or like opportunities that kind of dance in front of you and look glitzy. And you're like, yeah, but I don't like that could be good, but it's not necessarily what I do want. So kind of um, saying no to things that are could be's or should be's rather than a hundred percent yeses. I love that. That's a great. Yeah. I try to, I try to live that hell yes or no lifestyle. I'm trying to do that a little bit more this year. Yeah. It's, and how are you finding it feels for you? It feels great when you do say no to something that you know is not necessarily the right fit. Yeah. Like I just had an opportunity to go uh, lead a, lead a group in like at this big event in Chicago. And I was like, yeah, that sounds amazing. Wait, that's not in line with my, with my current goals. That doesn't fit what I'm, what I want to accomplish this year. So I have to abstain. Yeah. Good call. And I think these things can like, there are so many good opportunities and especially nowadays, like we're getting inundated 
I think because a lot of people need content, like there's a lot more things going on and people reaching out and you can always be like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. And a lot of times it's great, but I feel like when you're really clear on who you are and what tickles you, like rather than just doing something because it looks good on paper or it's a good networking event, like saying no, I think might have a temporary like band-aid effect, like pulling off the band-aid where you're like, oh, that stings. But long-term, 10 out of 10 would recommend. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've always heard that like the most successful, wealthiest people in the entire world say no to 99% of the things that get offered them because they have such a singular focus on what they know they need to do. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome advice. Thanks. I needed to take it more this last year. Like I think in my exploratory phase coming out of pound, I was like, okay, well, I can't do anything in health and fitness. And that's pretty much all I know. So I'm going to have to try everything else. And Hmm. I'd be like, yes, yes, I'll try that. Totally. Yes, yes. And I realized like, wow, when you don't have clarity on like what you actually want rather than what you could do, I always say, be careful what you work for. Because Hmm. like nowadays, especially when you know you can work for something and achieve it, you have to be really careful what you apply yourself to because you can make that shit happen, but it might be the wrong shit for you. That, that is a nugget right there. I want to go back and, and just say that one more time. You said, be careful what you work for. Yeah. And I think that's so much different than what a lot of people think, like be careful what you wish for. Yeah. But we do live in an age where everything is possible, right? You totally. can do anything. Yeah. So for someone, for someone to, to make sure that they have that clarity, like you said, have the exact, like they know who they are, know what they're working for. And then put their head down and get to get that yeah, job done. You got to be careful, especially. And I think again, maybe tying it into fitness, when you do know you can train for something and achieve it, you have to be careful, like to know what you are training for. Mm-hmm. Like, are you trying to be a bodybuilder? Are you trying to be a sprinter? Are you trying to just look good naked? Like whatever it is, you have to know what you're working for because when you know you can apply yourself it's both a blessing and a curse to know that, okay, like what I'm getting into, I'm, I'm probably going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Especially someone like you who has like, has a track record of success, mm-hmm. obviously has a, a little bit of a, a hard head about getting shit done. <laughs> right. I mean, that it just yeah. is what it is. You're going to accomplish what you set your mind to. So make sure you set your mind to the right thing. Yeah. That's, and it's scared. Like starting, like I'm working on a, new venture of my own now that's been a slow burn for a couple years and I'm I like took some time flirting with it to really make sure because it wasn't something that ignited me like pound Mm. and I'm like but I'm trying to not force myself to feel that same spark again because I'm not sure if I will like that I think pound is my perfect spirit animal company Mm. there might not be poetry I love as much as that but it's a totally like I don't care if I monetize it or not it just feels good Mm. But so, yeah, like trying to, to start something new with the knowledge of like, okay, I want to really make sure this is right. It's kind of a new, you know, maybe something that people wouldn't know that is still a struggle for me, even like, you know, starting stuff just because I've done it before is not, doesn't make it any easier. Right. doesn't guarantee your success in that arena. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Well, Christina, I feel like I could, I could keep talking to you for another hour but I want to respect your time and uh, just wanted to kind of end with this. Is there anything, anything right now that you want to leave us with? Ooh, 
You want some hot take? Ooh, hot take. Um, unrelated, but yes, I think yeah, unrelated for sure. Because you just became a new parent, and my little sister did too. I want to just say that you parents are fucking superheroes, and starting a company or whatever like entrepreneurial ventures I've done before, I don't think even touches what level of balls that you guys have. So I would say I just wanted to give a little props to to parents out there and anybody listening who might not think that they they have what it takes to like, you know, kick ass, take names in business. If you're a parent, um, you've already gone to business school. So <laughs> that is really nice of you to say. I really appreciate that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. I, I always, I'm looking at my wife more and more being like, wow, you are amazing. <laughs> so yeah, just unreal. Some of the stuff she does. So, all right, Christina, um, any, how can we catch up with you? Um, my most favorite form of social media is Instagram and I am cboom underscore was underscore here. Cboom was here. And awesome. pretty much everything I do, I funnel through there and it goes to my Facebook so you can catch me catch me outside we'll catch you we'll catch you outside <laughs> and I'll, uh, I'll put a link to your website in the in this this as well fabulous thank you nate awesome thank you so much for being with us really appreciate it that was just a some awesome nuggets today so thank you so much for your time really oh, you're really welcome to have you on.